And uh, good morning, everybody. We're at 9.05 on this Tuesday morning as we near the middle of August here in 2017. I'm Brian Barnhart sitting in for Jim Turpin. Jim taking a week off today. Busy show for you today. An open line for the most part here this first hour. We are going to hit on a couple of things that have been uh, big topics. One just yesterday, which was a lot of fun here on Penny for Your Thoughts. We'll talk about the Thunderbirds uh, at Willard here. Gene Cossey is going to join us, the executive director out at Willard Airport in Savoy. And then uh, Doug Quick's going to join us in hour number two. Of course, longtime uh, weather anchor here in Champaign-Urbana. He's got a great website. We'll talk to Doug about uh, not only the history of radio and TV in this area, but also, of course, here at WDWS, our radio station moving downtown here shortly. We'll just talk to him about that a little bit. And then also talk a little eclipse along the way, and then an open line as well around all the topics we talked about yesterday, of course, Charlottesville was a big topic. North Korea continues to be getting closer to football and the start of it here in a couple of weeks. So uh, lots of ways you can join us, 356-9397. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357. Email us, talk at wdws.com. Gene Cossey has popped his way in here on the way to work at Willard, executive director. You were a busy guy about 24 hours ago. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, yesterday <laughs> was very busy, but very exciting. We're always excited when we get a cool aircraft like F-16s come in, and the Thunderbirds are awesome. So it was it was a fun morning, and uh, it was unexpected for us. Uh, I I think maybe some of the staff got noticed, notified a couple of hours before they got there. Um, my administration staff only got notified about an hour before that it was possible. And about 15, 20 minutes before they landed, we got confirmation that they were coming in for fuel. And, of course, we all headed out to the ramp to watch them because <laughs> it's exciting. I was going to say, do you have like a red phone in your office and it rings yeah. or something like that? Or? Well, nowadays with <laughs> cell phones, it's easy to get a hold of me. But, yeah, um, yeah it did, back in the day, we did used to have a special phones like yeah. that. So the Thunderbirds, uh, what was that like having them out there yesterday? And uh, you mentioned the time frame, knowing they were coming. And then we got started getting lots of calls from people saying, hey, I just saw... It thought it was the Blue Angels at first, and then just kind of walk us through yesterday. Uh, well, yeah, uh, you know, um, that's their mission is to provide public relations and get the word out about the U.S. Air Force. So when they come in and they have to make a stop for fuel, they don't just sneak in under the radar and, and put on, on stealth mode, which F-16s don't have stealth mode, I know that. But <laughs> but they don't just sneak in. They, they make a show of it. So they fly mm -hmm. in formation around the town, do a couple of passes. Uh, they came in and did a low-pass uh, in formation over the runway, uh, broke off in in out of the formation and peeled off one aircraft at a time it was really cool to watch mm -hmm. and uh, then came back in and landed and lined up in a in a row on the on the ramp and everybody that was out there got to walk out and see the aircraft and take pictures of them I met all the pilots they were extremely nice uh, very gracious people uh, willing to take pictures with anybody who wanted to take a picture. They even mm -hmm. signed a few autographs for a couple of the <laughs> couple of the folks that are even bigger aviation geeks than me wanted all their autographs. <laughs> 
And so they they were very very fun to have out there. It was it was very exciting. Now one of the pilots, and I think it was Nate Hoffman, I think was his name, was a U of I grad, right? Yeah, that's right. He was there today or yesterday. He was the number three position. Um, they have six aircraft, and they they follow their position. And he was the number three position, and he was uh, very happy to tell us that he was an alumni. And he believe he said he graduated in two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. And he was an aeronautical sciences aeronautical I guess. engineering, yeah. and yeah, he he wasn't from the Institute of Aviation, but he was in aeronautical engineering, and uh, went on to uh, went on to join the Air Force, and now is a Thunderbird pilot, which of course is very good for you know their status. That's a that's a cool position mm-hmm. to get to. I guess we don't know if because he graduated from here, he said, "Hey guys, I know a place I, to refuel." But. I would bet he had some influence <laughs> on it, uh, but I, I think their commander, of course, makes the decision, and yeah. it was. Uh, they like coming into airports like ours because we're we're small enough that they can get in and out without making a big disruption. Mm-hmm. But they're all we're also big enough that we have all the firefighting and rescue equipment that is necessary when they land, and we have plenty of fuel to refuel them with the FBO. So airports our size are really what they shoot for. Gene Cosley with us, executive director of Willard Airport, for a couple of minutes. We're just talking a little bit about all the fun uh, yesterday out at Willard with the Thunderbirds that uh, rolled through and flew through here on their way, what, back to Las Vegas, right? Yeah, they were on their way to Las Vegas at Nellis Air Force Base where they're stationed. Mm -hmm. And uh, so did they do anything else other than land, refuel, take a few pictures and... That, that's pretty off? much it. Yeah. When they took off, they uh, they they uh, blew some smoke when they took off to to kind of you know give us one more touch of a show as they left. But that was pretty much it. It was exciting though. Uh, we did get some good video up on our Facebook page for it. Mm-hmm. So if anybody missed it and wants to try to see well, a, at least a little bit of what happened, there is some video up on our Facebook page. They can search for us, uh, Fly Champagne mm-hmm. Urbana. And I know a couple of other people got some video up to it, so there, there's some there's some effort to be able to, or there's some ability to be able to see what happened if you didn't if you missed it yesterday. I think you mentioned to our newsroom they normally don't they have a tanker sometimes in midair that refuels them, yeah, or, they, or they didn't have that this time, obviously. One of their goals is um, to to refuel in the air with a tanker. Uh, mm-hmm. Not only does it make the trip faster and it's more efficient, but it also trains them, you know, every time they do it and practice its training. But also because they are um, a PR section of what the Air Force is doing, and it's more about uh, public interaction, they do take a lower priority, actual actual. Air Force missions mm-hmm. take the priority for the tankers, and I guess all the tankers were being used in other locations. And so, again, that helps them out because it adds to their mission. Now everybody in Champaign-Urbana <laughs> got to know about them and see them. And, and, and here you are talking about Here them. I am talking about them. So, <laughs> so it helps them out. It helps us out. Everybody yeah. gets excited. So I was happy they didn't yeah. have a tanker Another Now available. there are a couple of teams of these? Yeah, I believe, yeah. Uh, I believe the Thunderbirds has two teams. So they have mm-hmm. 12 pilots. I was looking up a little bit yesterday. I found it interesting is they have 12 pilots, and that makes two teams, but they have 120 support people. So that means yeah. 10 support people per pilot. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. So like the managers on a basketball team yeah. anymore in, in college. Um, and so I guess one of these teams, I think, flew over the, I think I read, flew over the Super Bowl in Houston last I, year, yeah, from what I understand. Yeah, I, did, so. I, did, I do remember mm-hmm. seeing that. I mm-hmm. think that did happen. Yeah. yeah. And they do uh, shows. I think they're up. one of the teams is up at a show in Michigan coming up, and obviously yeah. uh, other air shows around the country. And I, I believe I heard next weekend there's going to be a show up in the Chicago area that one of the teams will be at. I don't know if it'll mm-hmm. be the same team or not, but mm-hmm. one of them will be there. Yeah. Well, very good. Everything else going okay? Yeah, everything's airport? going yeah. great. We're uh, we're seeing a lot of a lot of cool things happening still. You know, we recently announced that Dallas is, or United uh, American is adding mm-hmm. another flight to Dallas. We're excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, United still 
doing wonderful. So uh, we're we're very excited yeah. about what's going on at the airport. I'm trying to remember when the United flight started. Was that a couple months ago? Uh, that or? was a couple of months ago. I want to say it was June 8th off okay. the top of my head. Right. And uh, both June and July were good months. They had good numbers. Um, from what I've talked to, August is doing pretty well. Uh, of course, you know, we never know until a few weeks after the month is over when we get all the numbers reported right. to us. But they're doing great. All right. Well, you got your badge on to go to work, yep, so yep. we'll uh, we'll let you get to it. But all right. thank you, Gene. Thanks that for was, having me that in. It was, was a fun day yesterday, yeah, so it was. we appreciate it. All right. All right, Gene Cossey, Executive Director of Willard Airport. We'll come back with more in just a moment. All right, we're back on Penny for your thoughts. Glad you're with us here today. We had Gene Cossey uh, come in on his way to work, just talk a little bit about the Thunderbirds yesterday. You may have seen or heard them overhead yesterday. It caused quite a stir in the uh, community. We were getting phone calls left and right, and emails on all of that yesterday so i just thought maybe i'd just say hi to him on his way to work and let us know what went down yesterday out at willard we got an open line for the most part until 10 o'clock we'll talk a little eclipse with a uh, lady down in a uh, young lady down in southern illinois uh, down in carbondale as they gear up for the eclipse that'll come after the news at 9 30 open line until 10 and then doug quick will join us from uh, Fox TV here in town. Of course, he's been a weather anchor, a co-anchor of the news for uh, several years. A lot of weather information that he's provided over the years, but also talk about our move a little bit down to uh, the News Gazette building, kind of where we started all those years ago back in the 30s and then moved down here in the late 40s to this building. And we'll talk about the history of our radio station a little bit with Doug in our number two, as well as uh, other information that he has on a terrific website uh, that he has put together, kind of a museum on the uh, web, if you will. All right, 356-9397. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357. You can email us, talk at wdws.com. And Anna Wall is going to start us off today, our leadoff hitter. Go ahead, Anna Wall. How are you? Pretty good, and I want to apologize for being so late in trying to call in yesterday. Well, that's so okay. So I'm calling in today to make some comments about the article you had about Judge Steigerman. I'll make my comments about him. Okay. Now, I don't know a thing about law. I only taught sociology for 42 years. But one of the things that attracted my attention to Judge Steigerman when he'd be on Penny for Your Thought and I'd hear him talking to his colleagues, et cetera, was his knowledge of how cultural factors can instigate or influence crime, especially, and he never uh, really said blacks, but immediately... In his conversation, I knew exactly what he was talking about because those are things that we had been discussing in class were the different cultural factors in the perpetration of crime. Mm -hmm. So the fact that an attorney in his position would be so knowledgeable really influenced me. Hmm. And that was all I wanted to say about that. And whatever he's striving for, I'm not getting in that argument, I hope he accomplishes, and I wish more attorneys would be more knowledgeable about the way we are raising kids and about the crap that they see on television that they shouldn't be seeing 
and about the atrocities associated with Common Core, these are the things I think are responsible for the acceleration of crime in our community. All right. Well, thank you, Anna Wall. Okay. Appreciate you sharing with us. Glad you were able to get in today. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Uh, news this morning. Erica Harold is going to run for Illinois Attorney General. That word came this morning. She uh, posted on her uh, what her Facebook site, I guess, or on her webpage. That news uh, came out earlier this morning that Erica Harold, she's an Urbana attorney, former Miss America, making a second political a bit official today. She ran against Rodney Davis in a primary for the 13th congressional seat back in 2014. She's a University of Illinois graduate, got a law degree from Harvard, Miss America in 2003. Uh, in her role as Miss America, she fought to end youth violence and bullying. In addition to practicing law, Harold also serves on the Illinois Supreme Court Committee on Equality and is a member of the National Board of Directors of Prison Fellowship, which advocates for criminal justice reform. The current Attorney General, of course, is Democrat Lisa Madigan, the daughter of longtime Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan. And we mentioned this is her second political bid uh, for office, losing to Rodney Davis back in 2014. So Erica Harold, very well known in this area, and of course uh, known as uh, Miss America. Is that hard to believe? That's back in 2003 now. So she's going to take on a, a person who uh, won a close race the first time she ran, Lisa Madigan, but has been able to win by pretty wide margins ever since. You'll see that story in the News Gazette today. Uh, at the uh, front uh, top fold there with Tom Kasich reporting that as well. And, of course, our newsroom uh, had that on the air this morning as well here early this morning, just uh, in the last hour or hour and a half. Let's see what else is uh, going on. We talked a little bit in the news this morning about the Champaign County Board. They meet tonight at 630 at the Brooklyn Center in Urbana. The county administrator recommending two years of wage freezes, two years of raises for three offices up for election next year. The uh, salary adjustments will be considered at a county board study session tonight. 923 here at DWS, and let's go to the phones. And Joy jumps on with us. Hi, Joy. Hi. I have a, a, two or three things to say. First of all, I so enjoyed the noise yesterday. I couldn't see him. I didn't know it was coming, but it was the most exciting thing, and then is. Gossip, go, gossip, you know, runs and listening to your show. I heard about it. So I'm so, uh, was so excited for oh. a 76 year old woman. That got my heart beating fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, they made a pretty close pass. So yeah, oh, that, I, uh, that, that uh, gets your attention. I so wish I could have seen it. The other thing, um, I'm so happy that Anna Wall calls. My husband had her many years ago, and he went on to be a police officer in the city of Champaign. And he used to talk about her, uh, so I, I feel like I kind of know her. Mm -hmm. And I'm very glad she called. The next thing I wanted to tell you was I have come to the realization after what happened Saturday and uh, all the other times there's been horribleness. The world is not like what I grew up in. Uh, people don't respect people anymore. There is so much hate 
it's frightening. And the thing on Saturday made me sick. And the, and the way the people in this United States of America are treating my president, who I did vote for, President Trump, I don't believe there are words in the English language to say how despicable it is that they give him uh, so much grief and all the comments, and it hurts me deeply that our country has come to the way it is today. I would um, give anything if our country, our young people, we're like they were back in uh, in the good days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a definite lack of civility. That's for sure. I mean, people, you know, maybe had opinions, but they did, you know, they didn't get in your face, or they didn't, you know, no. try to go after you. You just disagreed, and you walked that, away. That's right. You were civil to each other, mm-hmm. and that's gone. And to see all the hate, and isn't it horrible the way they talk to our president? It's, yeah, I, 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 any president doesn't matter which party right, it is. Right. I just, I just wish people would respect the office more than they oh. do. I mean, you know, people it, went after President Obama again and again and again, and oh, they're doing they the same thing. Talk with Trump. about him, mm-hmm. and it's, um, it's quite disturbing. Um, I don't know when I'm gone how this world's going to get uh, where it's going to go, but it's, it better get better. And worse, because I see so much worse out there. Yep. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Well, thank you, Joy. All right. Yep, thank you. Bye. 356-9397. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 351-5357. You can email us. You can always do that. We got a ton of those yesterday at um, talk at wdws.com, 926 here on DWS, and back to the phones. Bill is up next. Hi, Bill. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. I heard I heard a uh, pretty pretty neat parody on Rush Limbaugh yesterday. I'll just kind of paraphrase it. A uh, gentleman was speaking to <clears throat> members of the far-left Antifa that was protesting in the white supremacists, and he said, why are you guys fighting? You're, uh, you have a lot more in common than you think. They said, oh, no, no, we don't. He said, well, he says, uh, the Nazis, they hate Jews, and the uh, the far left, they hate Israel. So you have that in common. And he said, uh, the Nazis don't want blacks to get a good education, and the far left doesn't support uh, education vouchers, school vouchers, so blacks can, you know, they're stuck in the inner city. Uh, schools, that which are no good, he says, Let's see, what was 30 years old? And he goes, uh, the Nazis, they were not only fascists, but they were socialists, and that's what the far-left protesters are, too. So you have a lot more in common than you think. Yeah. Well, it's just the whole thing, like Joyce said, it just makes me shake my head. I, I just um, I hate things like that that happen, not just because of what happened, but the stuff around it that leads to it. You know, it's just not necessary. I mean, the president, you know? he said, uh, that, you know, Violence on both sides, both to blame. Like, yeah, and he was called out for not saying the white supremacists. Well, he didn't say the Antifa either. He just he said both. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't see anything wrong at all with his first first statement. Yeah. Well, he I called him out. Called him out pretty strong yesterday. So.
Mm-hmm. And I, I call out the antifathers as strongly. To me, I, I, I don't like both groups. I think they're both a bunch of lunatics. But, I mean, they both came armed. They were both ready for a fight. Yeah. I, I just, what I don't like is the media's role in, it's like they're the, uh, somebody described it as a carnival barker. You know, they're just out there. Okay, guys, let's fight. Let's. Uh, this makes for great TV. Let's show a. Let's show a ride. I just don't like the media's role in it. I mean, it's just like um, mosquitoes to a buzz light. You know, they get zap. They just get pulled into it and pull everybody else in with them. And it's like it's just ugly. So they said that there, there was probably as many people there with their phones there to record the violence yeah. than there was to participate in it. Yeah. That, you know, what have you seen on TV was just constantly the same thing over and over. But people were wanting that to happen so they could uh, put it on their blogs and, yeah. and Facebook and all that stuff. It's just, yeah. yeah, it was like a circus. I, mean, yeah. just, I, I don't, I don't like it. And, Trump and, should have divided it up right away. I mean, there was a lot of protesters at the Republican National Convention, but they were kept miles away. They were separated. The cops did their job. Mm-hmm. These cops just watched. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Pretty sad. All right. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Bill. Let's go to Jerry on line one. Hi, Jerry. Yeah. Hi, Brian. Uh, in regards to the comment that the woman said about Trump, she didn't like the way people treat Trump. Well, you know, you reap what you sow. And he has had nothing but bad things to say about a lot of people. He takes everything so. Uh, so negatively, the CEO that just quit on his uh, uh, economic uh, uh, oh, the planning committee, that it would, the first thing he did within an hour was to criticize him for drug prices instead of thanking him for being on the committee that he actually uh, was wanting. You know, he really tried to get this uh, CEO on that committee. First thing he does does is, a, is attack him because he doesn't like him. Trump has did nothing but speak terrible about people, and and I'm not going to respect him. I don't like him. I didn't vote for him, and and I'm I'm glad all this is coming down about him because he is not a good president. It took him three days before he actually got it right about criticizing uh, the alt-right and the white supremacist. It took him one hour to criticize the CEO. He could have did it sooner, but he didn't. So to me, of course, when he did make the apology, or when he was talking about it, he was reading off a teleprompter. I don't think he had it in his heart. I don't think that he believed what he was saying. He was just told by his administration people in his administration that he needs to say something sympathetic towards these uh these uh families yeah well they all but speak that's the way they, I yeah. feel. okay you know, well he, let's see he's not like gonna... him i think he's nothing but a, a terrible president and i think he'll go down as one of the worst presidents that we'll ever have well we'll see how it plays out but he's not going to change his personality i don't think anybody's surprised by, yeah. by who he yeah. is that's... impeach the guy impeach yeah. him well that's what's probably going to happen. That's uh, we'll see. I mean, I think the Democrats would have to get control of Congress for that to happen. So, well, you never yeah. know. A lot of Republicans are criticizing him for things that he does, and he's only been in office seven months. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, uh, Jerry. I appreciate it. 
Okay, yep. bye. Good to hear from you. Good to hear your opinion. 9.32, we need to get to the news. Michael Kaiser, we'll have more for you. We'll talk a little eclipse. We'll take your phone calls, and we'll get ready for Doug Quick in hour number two here on Penny for Your Thoughts. We're back on Penny for Your Thoughts. Gene Cossey joined us at the top of the hour, talked about the Thunderbirds being out at Willard yesterday. We're taking your phone calls on an open line here until 10. We will talk uh, with the executive director down in Carbondale just a real quick check on how things are going as we get ready for the eclipse next week. So we'll do that, take more of your phone calls, and Doug Quick will join us in hour number two. Of course, longtime weathercaster here in the Champaign-Urbana area. And you can feel free to visit with him, uh, talk to him uh, in the next hour as well. Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Your Assets, and Your Family from the Cost of Long-Term Care. Learn about the law that completely changes the rules and much more Wednesday, August 16th at 1.30 at the I-Hotel. Call Facer Law Office, 337-1111 to reserve your spot. 337-1111. Ask about the new book, co-authored by Elder Law Attorney Thorpe Facer. Protect your family. Don't write a blank check to the nursing home. Let's go back to the phones, and Eric is up next. Good morning, Eric. Thank you, Brian. You know, that last caller, I got news for all these people that just want to badmouth our current president and say, well, I didn't vote for him. Hey, then who did you vote for? Let's go back to that for a minute. That that's That whole... Clinton thing's been proven to be nothing but a racket. That's a criminal racket that they were involved in. And they've got so much dirt going down that I predict if anything really appears to be like justice, they're going to end up in prison. So You're talking about all the Hillary Clinton stuff. Yeah, I really De- am. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. And I really all am. Yeah. And anybody that hasn't been on YouTube and gotten a clue on that needs to. So... Come on, we've got a guy in there that's smart, knows what he's doing, ran down the North Koreans. Hey, when that armada of sea vessels showed up, I think that guy got a little bit of an idea not who he was dealing with. Talking about the North Korean leader. I am. And this thing that happened down in Virginia, those counter-protesters are nothing but a bunch of criminals, and they've been hired by George Soros and they were bust in there and paid to do what they do. And I'm sorry, but I have no sympathy for them. And when they congregate and overwhelm the local police departments and get in the streets, I think these motorists are entitled to run them over. That's how, how far oh. I think they're out <clears> of line. Yeah, I don't think you're entitled to run over anybody. Well, well, bear with me, though. If they're going to beat your car up and beat you up and drag you out of it, what real, what real alternative do you have right then? You follow where yeah, I'm going? I know. In other words, I, I know they're, being, you don't. they're using the same tactics that they're chanting that the opposition's using, namely fascism. They need to read a book. They're the ones that are drowning out people who don't agree with them, and bringing in a criminal element is what they really are. That, that BLM and anti, whatever they're called, mm. Antifa movement, those people are criminals, period. They're thugs, and they're trying to get on the news and join in with the media and make a point, and the point is that they're wrong. 
they need to like and they're trying to compare a group that got a permit and and followed the rules now i don't agree with those white supremacists okay great but they've got a right to do whatever they want so long as they stay behind the police lines and have a permit they didn't go out in the street and attack people so this is going to get worse and it's going to get worse because nobody's going and i hope that the president does stand up to him and say, look, we're not going to put up with those illegal protests anymore, which is what they are. They're illegal protests. That's mob rule right there. Yeah. I, I think just everybody needs to cool it in my book, but well, uh, on both sides. Well, they did the same but... thing to the Tea Party, and yeah. those people were real people that came up off of their sofa, turned the TV off, and went out to eventually elect Trump, and look what happened to them. They had the IRS sicked on them. All right. Hey, uh, i got to run, Eric. Okay. No problem, Brian. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. All right. We're going to talk Eclipse here for a couple minutes. Uh, Cinnamon Smith joins us from uh, down in Carbondale, executive director for uh, tourism down in Carbondale. Cinnamon, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you guys? You're pretty busy, I would guess. We are. We are. We are very excited, though. Um, we're going to be expecting over 50,000 people to come into our town and uh, the surrounding areas. It could be bigger if you take in the full region of southern Illinois, um, where they're expecting over uh, 200,000 people to come into that area. So we're very excited. And, you know, there's a lot of activities happening in Carbondale, uh, some that have uh, not been present for almost 20 years. So it's an exciting time for all of us here. I would guess uh, if you're in central Illinois and you're thinking about going down there and getting a hotel room, you're probably too late, right? You are too late. And so <laughs> what we're telling people is we do have camping options available. Um, the the Ducoin State Fairgrounds still had camping available. The Sparta, Illinois Shooting Complex had camping available. And then we have some um, other camping available as well, and all that can be found at our website, CarbondaleEclipse.com. All right, and I know Amtrak ran a special. I think they sold it out in about 10 minutes. Oh, wasn't Uh, that something? (laughs) A special train just for us called the Eclipse Express. It'll leave Chicago at 3 o'clock in the morning, does a a quick pit stop in Champaign, and then arrives in Carbondale at 8 a.m., the day of the eclipse. Um, Very, very exciting. It took a lot of partners in order to make that happen between Amtrak and IDOT and the Canadian National Train um, organization. So fantastic, so cool. Um, we're just really excited. So uh, besides the the campgrounds you mentioned, any other advice you'd give to people that might want to wander into that area? I mean, uh, any so hints or coming, ideas? Or If they're coming just for the day, then we encourage you to leave early. You know, there's there's a lot of highway between us and other destinations where you might be leaving from. And so although we will tell you that here we have no concerns over traffic because we have our public works division um, is ready to monitor all of the uh, traffic lights and make sure that traffic remains flowing. Um, we don't know what's going to happen an hour from here or an hour and a half from here. And so um, something could happen that could delay you. So leave early. Give yourself lots of time. There is so much to do in Carbondale. It's not going to hurt you to arrive several <laughs> hours before the eclipse and enjoy all of our local retailers and our restaurants, along with all the vendors that we have invited to come here. There's activities going on all day long on campus um, for Southern Illinois University. NASA is set up. They have all types of activities. So why why take a chance in being late? Come early, enjoy all the festivities, um, and 
enjoy the day. This is going to be a, just a unique and fantastic mm-hmm. event for all so, of us. I assume, and you may, I think you were, talked with Jim earlier about this uh, maybe a month ago or so, but are there viewing parties you could show up at on campus at SIU or different places where there's an actual gathering party, not just people individually watching? Yes. So we have um, four activities going on in Carbondale um, that are separate from SIU. SIU has a big event going on at Saluki Stadium, and as of yesterday, they only had 400 tickets left. Um, so they very well may have sold it, sold overnight. We don't have a, a current update. But we have the uh, Eclipse Marketplace, which is happening in downtown. You've got Shadow Fest, which is a concert that kicks off at 11 a.m. We have the Family Fun Zone, which is happening at um, the downtown pavilion. And then just off of downtown, there is a park and view going on at Brim Preparatory School. Um, so folks there can rent a space and do kind of like a tailgate. Hmm. Uh, and then that doesn't include all of the parks that we have available and open to the public. Those are first come, first serve. So there is just a number of things going on um, throughout town, both in the downtown on campus and then just um, on the outskirts of downtown. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun. I know your phone's been ringing off the hook. It has. It has. <laughs> I was actually worried um, for a while that, that we uh, wouldn't be able to take all the calls. We've got three lines that come into our office, and unfortunately people were having to leave messages yesterday because mm-hmm. those lines were hopping. Yeah. So just uh, go to the website. That's probably the best route at this it point. Really uh, is. Go to the website or use social media. You can message us. You can tag us in things, and we will get back to you. Um, you know, like I said, we just have three lines, so if we can't take your call right away, we can message you or email you back, um, or, you know, we may have to call you back later on this evening when things have slowed mm. down a little bit. We've been working later into the evening and returning people's calls, uh, both when they're home and when our, our phone lines have calmed down. Yep. So this is the biggest thing in Carbondale since, what do you think? Well, I know it's the biggest thing in my <laughs> lifetime, so that's at least 40 40 years, mm-hmm. um, it's probably the biggest event that has ever come to Carbondale. Yeah. Um, we used to have events 20-plus uh, years ago for Halloween, but I really do believe that this event, mm. um, if the expected number of people do arrive, that this will truly top that number wow. um, easily. Yeah. Are the SIU students in session yet? Are they back? Are they, they... So they're, they will start moving in today um, oh, into wow. the dorms. If you live off campus, you could start moving in a couple weeks ago at the beginning of the month. School will start. Um, actually, first day of classes will be the 22nd. So SIU wanted to ensure that every student had the opportunity to witness this fantastic event and not have to worry about if their professor was going to hold or not hold class. So they canceled classes for Monday, and so the start of the semester will be Tuesday hmm. the 22nd. Wow. Well, it's pretty exciting times, and I'll, I'll let you get back to work. I appreciate you just kind of updating us uh, a week out, and I'm glad we're able to catch you for at least a few minutes. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. You know, we're very blessed right now. The weather forecast has changed to be clear skies. It's not going to be super hot. It could be a little humid, but, you know, high 80s and humid, that that makes for a fantastic weekend. <laughs> well, my so father, I'm not going to complain. My father-in-law lives over in Goreville, so that's not too far away. So, yeah, no, so, no, so he's you guys are right there it. close. Yeah. So hopefully you'll decide to make the, the venture and get down there yeah. and um, be able to visit with him. All right. Hey, thank you, Cinnamon. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. You too. Good luck. Bye-bye. Thank you. 949 here at DWS. Got lots of texts and emails. Hey, imagine that. They're about Donald Trump. Just imagine that. I can't I can't believe it. He's such a lightning rod, right? Uh, hey. Let's go to uh, Don. Hey, good morning, Brian. Hey. 
Uh, you might want to let Jerry, the caller, know that yeah. his privilege is showing. <laughs> uh, and today it's General Lee. Tomorrow it'll be George Washington. And, oh, yeah? Uh, Brian was right. Them guys have the right to speak. You do not have the right to throw bricks at them. What is it they say? You have the right to speak, but we don't have to listen. Is that how it well, works? You don't, have, right? the right, you don't yeah. have the right to throw bricks at yeah. them. I know that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, or, or run. The thing is, nobody's denouncing the criminals, dude. Nobody's denouncing the criminals. We know who they are. I don't even have to say their names. Nobody's denouncing them. We're making the, the criminals a legitimate group. All right. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. Good to hear from you. Uh, let's see. Tom in Mattoon says, in response to Jerry, President Trump will go down as one of the greatest presidents of our time. He's already done so much good economically. Hasn't fallen for the global warming hoax like so many have. If he never does another good thing, at least he got a conservative judge in the Supreme Court. Neil Gorsuch with one more to get in. Andrew says, good morning, Brian. Since we're talking about Trump, did you happen to notice that most every picture they put in the paper on the news always looks bad, almost as if they do it on purpose? Could you imagine if we just... Uh, if we post pictures like that of our previous president or any president for that matter, I feel so terrible that we have no respect for the president of the United States office any longer. We never hear the good things he's going for the nation. Always the make-believe from the far left, always negative. That is from Andrew. Let's see here. Bill says the media hypes the fact that the white supremacists are far-right Republicans. History disputes that. Slave owners were Democrats. Southern Democratic senators tried to block the Civil Rights Act. The Klan was a group of Democrats. Has anyone ever asked them which party they support? That is from Bill. He's all coming in via text or emails. We have someone that wants me to talk about the football team. I'll see if I can do that here after the break. Uh, from Jeff, he says, Last I heard, being a jerk is not an impeachable offense. And from Mike, maybe Jerry should move to North Korea. Okay, <laughs> that's some of what's out there today. Uh, let's go to Sam. How are you, Sam? Uh, good morning, Brian. Uh, now let's get off this politics stuff and uh, let's talk Eclipse. Very good. Um, I heard you mention Goreville, and that's my destination tomorrow oh, yeah? morning. Yeah, or good. not tomorrow morning, but Monday. Right. Uh, they've got quite, uh, quite a deal planned out Um. Uh, I, I printed off some uh, information off the village's website, and uh, they're going to try to corral the traffic. They're going to have about 40 acres of parking out just just outside of town. Really? Some shuttle buses into town. How many acres? You said 40? Oh, about 40. Woo. That's a good-sized bean field. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was an old wheat field. Yeah, it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, they also said that the U of O, their okay. demonstrations and trying to explain things. Uh, you're, you're, they are. You're, you're breaking up and, a little bit. You're breaking up a little bit, Sam. What was the, they're having uh, things set up to explain what's going on? Well, things set up at the city park. Oh, uh, city park. Okay. The U of I uh, College of Science will be there to demonstrate and explain it. Uh, what's going on, and uh, they just said just, Bring your lawn chair, stretch out, and enjoy hmm. the show. Well, you may see my father-in-law down there, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Around somewhere, so. 
Yeah. Well, thanks all for right, all that information. Thanks. Yeah. Have a good thanks. trip. Thank you, Brian. You bet. I will take a break. We'll come back with more. I will talk a little Illinois football here. I had a request about that coming up in a moment. All right, a couple of minutes left. Uh, real quick from Jeff. He says, sounds to me Eric is dismissing the actions of white supremacists, neo-Nazis, and racists. Speaking of books, I got a book for Eric to read. It's called The Autobiography of Malcolm X. That is from Jeff. Also, real quick on Illinois football, Lauren Tate has an article in the News Gazette today about the freshmen, and you are going to like some of these freshmen. I'm looking at Mike Epstein at tailback, uh, Rayvon Bonner at tailback, Carmani Green at receiver, uh, Ricky Smalling. You're going to like him. Uh, tight end, this Dorsey young man who is six foot six, by the way, and he is terrific uh, as he develops. And they've got a lot of really good freshmen. I think uh, Bennett Williams on the defensive side, the punter. Is from Australia, six foot six, left footer. So I think the future is bright. I think they're building, uh, putting in the building blocks for the future. Uh, but obviously, turning around a football program, it's like turning around an aircraft carrier. It takes a while, and you got to build that foundation. And I think they're taking some good, uh, positive steps in the right direction. Uh, Nine fifty nine. I got less than a minute. So Tony, if you can be real quick, go ahead. Uh, well, that one guy said Trump. Did so much for the economy so far. Mm -hmm. um, what do you remember him doing for the economy in the for seven? The economy. Months? I think it's more the um, idea that some tax reform is on the way, uh, that businesses are doing some more hiring and anticipating that uh, better times might be ahead with the you know the different philosophy that he has as but opposed to maybe. Well, what does that mean? He's done for the economy, and like that that all started when Obama was president. Like the economy was getting better. So when they say that, it just it shows how they don't know anything. He hasn't passed one legislation that's done anything for the economy. Um, he can't even get his own party to vote with him on anything. Cause, um, and that Jerry's right. Like, Trump is a loudmouth. Mm -hmm. And when you're a loudmouth, you went to high school with loudmouths, right? Yep. And what do you do with loudmouth bullies? You, you ignore bully them. them. back eventually. You ignore yeah, them. Or you, or you bully them back yeah. if you want to stand up to them. And that's what people are doing to Trump. All right. Trump hey, is a thug. Thank yep. you. Got to run. Thanks. CBS News next. WDWS Champaign-Urbana. All right. Welcome back. We're on Penny for Your Thoughts here this morning on DWS. Brian Barnhart in for Jim Turpin. Had a uh, action-packed first hour. Lots of talk. Of course, politics. The Charlottesville uh, story continues to uh, catch all the headlines in the news, and that uh, was a hot topic. Also talked to Clips. We talked with Gene Cossey at the airport about the Thunderbirds who uh, flew in here yesterday. So uh, that was pretty exciting. And now uh, Doug Quick joins us here from, of course, we know him from Fox, was it 20? 27. 27. WCCU. That's right. Fox Champagne or Fox <laughs> Illinois Channel 27. You know, it's tough. You could, you could do an ID. When your name is so long. It used to be, oh, yeah, you're with Channel, you know, such and such. Channel 15. or yeah, It's much more complex than that anymore. <laughs> good to have you here. It's good yeah. to be here. Yeah. It's good to be here. Been you a know, couple I, years. There are, most days I'm still in my jammies. Is that right? <laughs> You normally come over about noon, I guess. Is uh, that, it's uh, actually a little later than that. Right. I'm usually there around one thirty or so okay. in the afternoon, but yeah. uh, but I leave at twelve thirty. It takes me an hour to get here. So, mm -hmm. what are you going to do the rest of the morning? Uh, I've got some uh, I've got some plans. So yeah. okay. uh, you know, we'll do a little maybe library research. Who knows? <laughs> well, it's good to have you here, and I, you have a great website. That's one Thank of the reasons we wanted to have you on DougQuick.com. A lot of history of radio and. TV in our area, uh, but you're, tell me your radio background. Of course, uh, everybody knows you from well, TV. But. Yeah, uh, we're probably going to recap some of the things that we talked about, you know, mm -hmm. last time I was here, but mm -hmm. but that's okay. We'll catch everybody up. Um, 
I started back in Taylorville. Actually, going back to the very beginning, I always had sort of an aptitude, I guess, for this, in spite of the fact that I grew up being a stutter. Uh, hmm. I was a, I was, uh, I had a, a speech issue that was just ongoing, and uh, for someone with that to end up in broadcasting is rather ironic. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that I've met so many people along the way that have had serious speech impediments. And they end up in broadcasting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's true. Or shy. It's, I was very shy yes. growing up. Oh, yeah. Up well. And didn't want to be seen by people. It couldn't look people in the Because I was a stutter, I, I was very much an introvert and very shy. And um, hmm. I'm not great at small talk. I'm terrible at parties. Uh, but that's just <laughs> the way it is. But anyway, I, I started out. And, and I remember my grandparents, my dad's uh, parents, had a television. And this is back in a time that a lot of people didn't have television. Uh, they were probably one of the first people, and I have a picture of my dad uh, on the roof of my grandparents' house installing an antenna. And interestingly enough, it was in 1951, and he was installing an antenna pointing towards St. Louis to get one TV station, Channel 5, KSD, and, uh, and that was in 1951. These people didn't have much of anything else, but by golly, they had a television. <laughs> and that same yeah. television that they had, I ended up in- inheriting. It was a Zenith porthole, hmm. which was kind of a cathedral-shaped television, but it had the round picture tube. It looked like a ship's porthole. And that, that TV is now on display at the Vermilion County Museum because I, I went ahead and gave it to them. Mm. My wife said, get rid of this thing. So and that's where <laughs> it ended up. So, so it's the Vermilion County Museum. But that was my, that was my grandparents' first, first television, and they, and they did have that. Mm-hmm. And I stayed with my grandparents a lot. I had working parents. And um, so, you know, they were watching game shows. And, and I was four or five years old at the time. And I remember watching people like Bud Collier. And I love Bud Collier with his bow ties. And, and, and uh, so uh, they had a box of old TV guides. They weren't, you know, like I said, they didn't have much. But I found this box of old, old TV guides. And they didn't have children's books. That just wasn't, you know, wasn't part of their thing. And, or mine, for, for that matter. I wasn't a big fan. But I started reading these TV guides. And, and they went all the way back to 1953. And they were very, very much concentrated in the mid fifties, late, late fifties, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's all I read. And I read these things, and I studied them, and and I got to know the the, the actors and the pictures and the profiles and and the, the TV schedule, and and I almost memorized the TV schedules at that time. Why I don't know, <laughs> but I did that. Yeah. But but I would emulate like Bud Collier doing a game show. Uh, my my dad in one of his shop classes and my grandparents had this ashtray that he built. It was a wooden ashtray. Nobody in the family smoked, but they had this ashtray. <laughs> and it, it graced the living room for mm-hmm. such a long time. It was kind of in the corner. And I would use that as a podium. It was a stand-up thing. And they had these curtains that separated a couple of rooms, and I would close the curtains, and those that would be my background. And I would play TV, and I was four or five years old. Wow. And so it it just sort of became a part of me, I guess. And mm. 
and al- always had an interest in in broadcasting. My my parents were very young uh, when I was born, and uh, so we listened to a lot of top forty radio. My dad, in in particular, and grew up with uh, stations that, for instance, Mike had grown up with uh, stations like KXOK in mm-hmm. St. Louis and such. So so I got a lot of exposure with top forty radio. So again, another aspect of broadcasting that came into sure. play, and. Um, over the years, had a chance to work with a lot of people that I didn't understand their significance until much later, and that's and I, and I really find that sad because uh, I I worked with uh, people that had a lot of experience in some of the major markets, mm-hmm. and 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 I had no knowledge of that until much later. Hmm. But I did work with this uh, young lady here. Yes, Carol Varell just uh, wandered into the time. studio. Now, where did, yeah, hi, Carol. Happened to be walking by. Yeah, yeah. And you just some... happened to be here. <laughs> yeah, just happened to be. And I well, saw tell me, this well, familiar face. Yeah, when did you guys work together and where? Well, it was in Danville, it was actually. In Danville. Uh, yeah. We worked at, uh, at uh, WDAN, DNL. WDNL, yeah, D102. And this would have been, yeah. I'm thinking, very early 80s, right? Yeah, yeah, late 70s. I, I think it? I moved okay. to Danville, believe it or not, in January of 1979. Okay. All right. Well, all right. That would have been, let's see, right before I actually left. I left D-102 for about three months. Okay. And that was in the summer of 79. I worked over in Decatur. I remember that, yeah. At uh, at uh, the state of Illinois' first radio station, WDZ, <clears throat> which wasn't a great experience. <laughs> but I, I, I had the opportunity to either go to Springfield with their sister station there yeah. or to come back to Danville, and I chose to come back to Danville, and mm-hmm. I think that was the best decision. Yeah. Um, we were glad when you came back. Mm-hmm. Well, I was we glad were. to be back, yeah. trust me. I mean, there's no place like home, yeah. uh, you know, to sound like Judy Garland, but that's that's really, <laughs> that was really the case. Yeah. And, so, so Carol did news, and you did, you were I was a music. jock. Yeah. I, I was a jock and did broadcast sales, and uh, it was a swell time, and it was a great place uh, under the helm of... Uh, of Shelby Harbison and mm-hmm. Sangamon Broadcasting, Shelby, yeah. and that was a mm-hmm. terrific company to work for, and loved. We had a great staff it. too. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Any other staff. names that people would? Bob Reckon. Taylor, Bob mm-hmm. Taylor, Bob Taylor, Jim Shepard. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jim Shepard was there. Yeah. yeah. Um, gosh, I so many other yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, went through there. Yeah, yeah. Any any really big stories you remember? None that we can really time. talk about on <laughs> okay. the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But as far as news stories, anything that was uh, oh my from back then? It was well, you know, we were talking uh, last week um, with Dave Lone on there. We were talking about the old automation systems, mm-hmm. and um, I was talking about the old automation system that I we had loved there at, yes. at DNL and, yeah. D- and uh, mm-hmm. WDAN. Well, we had a system that, that we did what was called talk tracking, and this was back a long time ago. And this actually e- even predates then because I worked at WTIX and DBR in Springfield, mm-hmm. and uh, they were doing talk tracking then back in the early 70s. Mm. Really? Early mid 70s. And uh, it was, it was a, a very interesting system, and we duplicated that. Although we it, it, it evolved into what we had, but we were actually. Uh, whenever we would announce a song, everything was pre-recorded except for the morning show, and uh, we would actually hear the intros of the songs that we were talking up. And it was mm-hmm. a very unique way of, mm-hmm. of actually doing yeah. that. And we were we were 
some of the first. Mm-hmm. And a gentleman by the name of Joe Jackson came yeah. came up with that back in the seventies over in Springfield, and a terrific broadcaster. And and uh, you know he he came from the engineering side, and uh, but we were doing things. I remember. We had this huge Harris automation system. We had we had some issues. Yes. We we had some problems with it when we first got it, and we had people come in from the Harris factory, which was located over in Quincy. And they actually built a system. It cost like forty thousand dollars. You can get a PC to do it now better for you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know. <laughs> this little tiny piece of equipment. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but it it. And, and and he'd sit there and he'd shake his head and goes, "The system's not supposed to do this. It's not <laughs> supposed to do this." And and we had it. I mean, it was singing, it was humming hmm. all the way through. Yeah, you you could not distinguish what we were doing with that system from a live operation. Yeah, you couldn't. And, at and all. in fact, yeah. it sounded better yeah. because you never missed a cue. You never, yeah. you know, the records didn't pop. They didn't skip. They it, it was just yeah. a, it was a well. All operation. the music was on reel to reel tape. Or, you yeah. know, tape. Yeah. Right, you know, and you, you'd stand. They had we had one wall um, for the AM and one wall for the FM, mm-hmm. and um, you'd see there'd be all these different reel-to-reel recorders going and stopping all by themselves, and then these carousels, mm-hmm. these things that would turn and put that the carts in for with, the commercials. With commercials, right? And our news um, on the FM was usually recorded. And so we'd pop one of those carts in with the news. Right. And um, I remember Bill Pickett, who still works He's at still WDAN. There. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He guy. and I, we, you know, we would run our news cap, kind of like what we do here a lot of times, except we were running into the studio. It would be live on the air. But down, that then we would we'd run back there and try to get that cart in the slot so it would run on time. But you could stand back and watch these two whole walls of equipment hmm. going on its own and these carousels mm-hmm. turning with all the lights you turn the lights off oh yeah a, it was really it was an cool. absolute light show <laughs> yeah. so they i'm sure they had similar equipment here at, you uh, did have it here. you did w- have it here i'm not sure about the am but, yeah but certainly the fm did when it was wdws fm you had mm-hmm. beautiful music i think you were running the peters music for the two of us yes Yes, okay. I remember listening to that. Of course, no, I wasn't I here. Remember, but. I remember I, I worked for a station at a sister station over in Muncie, Indiana that was running the same format. Mm-hmm. And and they would have to record time announcements. And they got me to record their time announcements. And, it would, and it, for every minute of the day, you would have to say, it's 9.32, music just for the two of us <laughs> on WMDH. And, yeah. And and. and, and for every minute, you would have a variation of that. Wow! So you're taking wow. twelve hours times sixty, and you would have to record all those. But, but I, re- I remember doing those, and and of course we did those even with D102. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but that was all a part of it, and it worked great. And but now you can do the same thing with a PC that yeah. costs maybe twelve hundred bucks, and you, you know the software mm-hmm. is going to be a little more expensive. But mm-hmm. but hey, it does some great stuff, and and virtually. Most radio stations have some form of it yep, at this point. That's for sure. We well, need to get, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, with the advancement of technology, now you could be at home or you could be in Florida mm-hmm. or yeah, California. Yeah. And well, I remember being in sales and and walking into stores when I was on the air, and they'd go, "What? You know, how, how are you doing?" This? <laughs> but but you know, I, I I know where you're getting at. You got a lot of people out here that are talk tracking that aren't even in the same city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that are half the country away. Yeah. Right. Well, Ryan yeah. Seacrest does that, right? Yeah. With his with and his they show, sound, a lot, yeah, so. and they sound live. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Carol, thanks for coming in. Well, you bet. And uh, we're going to continue with Doug here. We're talking, uh, talking radio and TV here in our area. We're going to talk a little bit about our station here, too, our three stations in our building. Doug has a great website, DougQuick.com. You can uh, check that out. It's like a virtual museum uh, that you can check out all the history of different radio and TV and different things. So we'll get into that with him, 1023, and back with more Penny in just a moment. All right, we're back on Penny for Your Thoughts. Brian Barnhart in for Jim Turpin. Tom Bruno joins us tomorrow, by the way, in the uh, first hour. Of course, we all know uh, Tom is uh, stint on the Champaign City Council. Also, he's a uh, well-known attorney in town, uh, attorney with his sons. So we'll talk to uh, Tom Bruno tomorrow. We've got Donna Pittman on Thursday, and then Friday we're going to be joined by Rob Kennedy. He's one of the head guys at uh, C-SPAN in that second hour on Friday. Open line in and around all, all of that. important people on and- <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> and Doug Quick is important, and he's here. <laughs> DougQuick.com. If you want to say hi to Doug, feel free. You get said hi a lot, too, and you're uh, oh, yeah. with being on TV. Has been, how many years have you been on TV in this market? Uh, since 94. 94? Yeah. It's been over 20, but almost 25 years. We were years. talking earlier. I did a lot of freelance stuff uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Channel 3 and did some stuff with 15 uh, back before I was working there. And uh and even some stuff with A&D. So I kind of made the rounds. But mm-hmm. I remember working with people like Bill Helms and Jim Steele and Rick Bedner from Channel 3 mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of years, even before I started at 15. I think right now you're the longest-tenured weathercaster. Yeah. Is that right, yeah. in, the, in our yeah. community or in the Or weathergesser, or, or weathergesser, <laughs> as, as people call us. Yeah, you get uh, people saying, hey, you said it was going to do this on uh, Friday, and uh, it didn't. You know, or it... People, people are generally pretty kind. I'm not like the character in, in, in the movie with the guy throwing the cup of coffee at him. I haven't had that done yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah. um, and, but it's, uh, you know, people are usually pretty cordial about it, mm-hmm. and, you know, kid about it. But, yeah. uh, you know, as I always say, you know, I, I can be wrong every day at mm-hmm. work and, you know, and still keep my job. So. I, and you'll agree with me on this, I know. And I think it's even more in TV because it's so visual. But people feel like, and I've been here now 16 years mm-hmm. doing the Illini yeah. games for 16 yeah. years. People feel like they know you. Sure, uh, sure. And radio by your well, voice. Well, you're welcome your into their homes and, and that's, ev- uh, yeah. every day, and that's something that you know you you never want to lose sight or of. take for granted. And you know, when I see people go, yeah, you know, I used to listen to you on the radio, or I used to you know wake up with you when you were doing the morning show, mm-hmm. and you know, my mom would get me out of bed, and these people were you know, these people are like forty years old. <laughs> and it makes you feel really old, but but um, but it, it's always great to hear that. And mm-hmm. you know, and I remembered some of the people that I grew up with that 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 mm-hmm. that I really appreciated. Um, you know, local people, and I remember Sheriff Sid and Ed Mason and and all these people. And I, I grew up with these people, Kim Wilson and and so many other people mm-hmm. uh, here in Central. Uh, Illinois that I've had the opportunity to research and find out a little bit more about right. them and their careers and <laughs> and um, uh, people like Frank Frank Monty uh, who probably nobody even remembers uh, and in fact I didn't and maybe we'll have time to time mm-hmm. to talk about that story <clears throat> as well but so many of these people that I grew up with we are those people to a whole new generation mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something you cannot forget. You have a responsibility. Right. You have a responsibility mm-hmm. to be a good citizen. You have the responsibility to, as you're out and about as a private individual, you are still representing your brand. Mm-hmm. You have to conduct yourselves in a certain way uh, to be positive. You want to be a role model to kids. And I take 
as many opportunities as I can to do that and to talk to kids. Uh, uh, and, and, and I think it's important. And uh, uh, I'm an old-fashioned broadcaster. I know that. Uh, I think the airwaves belong to the people. We have a responsibility to represent the communities in which we are licensed. And um, that's just the way I feel about it. And uh, so far, it's worked for me. It so has. Far. That's for sure. Uh, WDWS, by the way, celebrating 80 years, 80th year of broadcasting. We'll talk about our station a little bit. Sure. The old FM station, of course, that uh, used to be by the same call letters. is now WHMS and all of that. But we've got Michael Kaiser with a news update. We'll come back with Doug Quick. Want to say hi to Doug? Want to visit with him? Say hello? Talk a little radio or TV history? Feel free in the next half hour here on Penny for Your Thoughts. All right, 1039 here at DWS. Plenty of sunshine, a little more humid, headed for a high in the mid-80s today. And got a couple of uh, texts and emails. We'll get to those maybe tomorrow. Uh, there's more about Trump, of course. There's always texts about Donald Trump. And a question about the eclipse and the safety glasses. I'll get to those tomorrow if I can. Uh, Doug Quick is with us here. If you have a question or comment for Doug, feel free to do so, 356-9397. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357. You can email us, talk at wdws.com. I want to remind you that make sure you go to the free seminar, the Facer Law Office. says uh, the seven secrets you need to know to protect your home, your assets, and your family from the cost of long-term care. Learn about the law that completely changes the rules and much more. It'll be tomorrow, Wednesday, August 16th at 1.30 at the I-Hotel. Call Facer Law Office 337-1111 to reserve your spot. 337-1111. Ask about the new book. And I don't know if it's not so new anymore. It's been out a while. But co-authored by Elder Law Attorney Thorpe Facer. Protect your family. Don't write a blank check to the nursing home. Doug Quick is with us. As uh, some people know, we are moving our facilities. We're still going to be on the air, but we're moving from here to back to the News Gazette building, uh, back in the News Gazette building, which is where the station started yeah. before they moved down here. You know, there were a lot of... There you go. Okay, there we go. There you go. Check, there were, check, yeah. There were a lot of radio stations, I think, that built facilities in the late 40s. You know, we were talking about the Danville operation, and that's when they moved mm -hmm. to their transmitter site with, with the facility. And the architecture is very similar. Uh, I worked at WTIX and DBR in Springfield. Very similar building. And, of course, this one here and, you know, the window panes, the, 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 the basic architecture of the mm -hmm. building is very, very similar. So late 40s must have been a good time for expansion of AM radio stations within uh, this market. And uh, it's, it's sort of sad that you're leaving this place, but at mm -hmm. the same time, time rolls on. That's so. right. The uh, process of creating WDWS began in March of 1935. Eventually they built this building. Uh, came out here in the late 40s, 1948. Of course, have uh, added uh, WHMS, used to be WDWS-FM mm -hmm. for a lot of years. Of course, David W. Stevick, the call letters. I, uh, I think the saddest part about that is the fact that he didn't live long enough to mm -hmm. see the station actually go on the air. That's right. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Helen uh, Mary Stevick, uh, WHMS, and Mrs. Kinnego for many years until mm -hmm. she passed away, driving force behind... The radio station. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of history there within that family. That's certainly. for sure. All right, let's go to uh, Rick. I think this is Rick Bednar. Rick, how are you? Well, uh, hi, uh, Rick. Uh, uh, hi, Doug. I'm I'm sure enjoying hearing you uh, uh, on Penny for Your Thoughts, and uh, I just wanted to thank you. It's wonderful that you have this website with the history of of uh, all of the local stations. No one else has ever done that. 
and it's just great, and uh, I have enjoyed working with you so much through the years. I always felt like you had a real class, uh, you know, a wonderful class about you, both on and off the year, and uh, uh, we go back many years, and I've just uh, enjoyed working with you, and you're a real credit to uh, broadcasting. Well, thank you so much, and, you know, if it wasn't for you, um, I wouldn't have had some of the background in television that I did. I remember you hired me to do uh, Mr. Discount's Furniture commercials oh, yes. back in the yes. early 80s, and, and I, I was absolutely terrible, and I, I would have fired me, but <laughs> but uh, you you had the patience to hang in there with me, and, and uh, we got her done, but... Uh, but no, I did many years of working with Rick uh, uh, on a, on a freelance uh, basis, uh, as, as well as professionally here with with the stations in one way, shape, or form. And and uh, my golly, you were the voice of Channel Three for so many years. Well, uh, as I say, I uh, I'm out uh, on my morning walk. If you're hearing noise in the back, <laughs> okay. But, but it, it's just uh, great to hear you uh, uh, being interviewed on the radio and. And uh, like I say, uh, I always enjoy going to your uh, website. I always learn something when I'm on that. It's really cool. Well, you probably learn you don't want to do it yourself because I'll tell you what, it's, it, it has been a long road uh, with that website. It's cool. Uh, thanks again. Thank Doug. you, Rick. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you, Rick. It's great to hear you. Yep, 356-9397. You can email us, talk at wdws.com. Brian has done that, or yeah, B-R-Y-A-N, Brian. He says, hi, Brian and Doug. Have a question. Why doesn't direct TV in this area carry the local WICD news? Instead, we have to watch the Springfield station. Thanks, and have a good day. Well, uh, it's just the way it is. Um, this is an interesting market. Uh, the Springfield, uh, Decatur, Champaign, Urbana, and Danville market is one of the largest geographic markets east of the Mississippi. Hmm. Uh, it was originally divided, whereas Springfield was its own, Decatur was its own, Champaign, Urbana, and Danville was regarded as sort of one market. And because uh, back in the early 60s, and I've sort of done some very superficial research in this and haven't really been able to reach any kind of conclusion yet, but somewhere along the line, one of the government agencies that determines this thing divided up the country into what's called, what, economic markets, you know, whatever the name whatever is. Whatever that is, yeah. And and it just so happened that it, it was determined because of the coverage area of Channel 3 covering Springfield, Decatur, Champaign, Urbana, and Danville with their VHF signal, it was regarded, they regarded it as being one market. Hmm. Whereas the individual UHF stations didn't have that wide of coverage area. Uh, in fact, when they first went on the air, Springfield didn't receive the Decatur station and vice versa. Mm. Uh, and there were a lot of times in which the same programming was run on every station in the market. You would appreciate this. Baseball on Saturday afternoon, the Saturday afternoon game of the week, it was purchased by the advertising agency that actually sponsored it, whether it was, you know, one of the shave creams or, or something like that. But they would... Yeah. They would purchase all the time on all of the TV stations because they wanted as much coverage right. as they could. Kelly potato chips, I think, was one. Yeah, or something yeah, like that. Or, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And and so um, they would all run the same programming. Uh, high school basketball finals were all run by virtually every station in the market because their 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 coverage areas did not overlap. 
And that's kind of a unique situation. Um, and in this market, back at in that time, 20 and 15, or 20 and 33 and 24, actually going back pre-1967, were all NBC affiliates within the same market. Well, it's not, it's not, it, it, it wasn't, part of the rules. It wasn't the way it was originally set up, but, but they got by with it because they were regarded as being a local network or a regional network, and they allowed that to happen mm. uh, because it had to cover such a geographic area, and NBC and Springfield didn't hit Champaign. And in fact, NBC was actually shared with WCIA back in the pre-1959 era. Mm. But in 1959, they put on Channel 33, which was a very poor poorly done done situation it was mm. low power mm. it uh, broadcast a whole 15 miles out of champagne the transmitter was located on top of the inman hotel and uh they really shortchanged it uh for a lot of viewers in east central illinois that used to watch nbc programming from channel three for instance down in the mattoon area in paris and hoopston and watsika and places out to the north they lost nbc at that point because Channel 3 had the franchise, if you will, to broadcast NBC programming, but it was only getting out 15 miles from Champaign. Not only that, but they were picking up an on-air signal from Channel 20 from a receiver up on the hill pretty close to Muhammad in Lake mm. of the Woods and okay. then microwaving it into uh, the Inman Hotel. Um, in those days, to broadcast a color signal and rebroadcast a color <laughs> signal, it looked like, you know, it yeah. was just really smeary, yeah. really smeary. And then on top of that, they would, uh, when they eventually purchased Channel 24 in Danville, they would rebroadcast it again. Hmm. All of that now. Now, now we're looking into the 21st century here in DirecTV. Yeah. Yeah. They have, uh, they offer what they regard as being their local service. They're receiving channel 20 in from Springfield. Their head end, I think, is now located in Decatur along with Dish. Dish's head end is this is where they actually receive the stations mm. to uplink to the satellite so you can receive it. They do not, um, uh, they do not get 15. Uh, technically, it's tough because of the distance, but the way it is set up, they only allow one. NBC affiliate, unless there's something. Yeah. And what they did, they took 15, uh, on Dish anyway, they took 15 off of Dish and replaced it with 27. Uh, I see. Because there is a separation as far as news coverage there between the two. Right. Back, in, back when 15 and 20 were actually separated with the news, uh, with, with, with the newscast, well, now they're all being simulcast. So there's no reason to have two separate. Right. As far as direct, again, they're dealing with reception issues and contracts and that kind of thing. It may change at some point. It may change where, for instance, 27 is on direct. 27 is now on DISH along with 55 yeah, in Springfield. It's that. a very complex yeah, situation, yeah, yeah. And, and it's very unique to this particular market because you're dealing with not just one metro like Peoria or the Quad Cities or Rockford or Indianapolis. 
we're dealing with Springfield, Decatur, Champaign, Urbana, and Danville spread across mid-Illinois. I don't call it central Illinois, and people have noticed that. I call it mid-Illinois <laughs> because Danville and Champaign-Urbana yeah. is not central right. Illinois. I'm that's sorry. That's it's easy. not. Yeah, central. It's yeah. not. And All right. So mid-Illinois is what I call it. All right. We'll take a break. Back with Doug Quick in just a moment. All right. Back to the phones here for uh, Doug Quick. Lawrence is on. Hi, Lawrence. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Remind me never to hang on when you go on a commercial. Oh, well, <laughs> you, you uh, made it I've on. I've enjoyed listening to Mr. Quick's reminiscence. I have a couple questions here. Sir, did you know Wyndham Roberts? I did not know him, but I was an avid viewer of, of, of his when I was a kid. Uh, the only people I re- really remember seeing, even at that time, I remember seeing Sheriff Sid. Uh, he made an appearance at a Montgomery Ward store back in my hometown of Taylorville back, oh gosh, probably very early 60s. And I remember seeing him there. Uh, I, I've met and know Ed Mason, uh, a, a lot of the people there. Uh, but I, you know, uh, M- Mr. Roberts passed before I really kind of got into mm-hmm. it. What's your second question? Well, Lawrence? my second question is highly related. It might be uh, not useful anymore, but let's give it a shot. Uh, I was going to ask, when you were describing these various, uh, um, what's the right word, uh, interdigitations of the different networks and, the, and the uh-huh. different local stations, uh-huh. uh, I was wondering if, if he was holding forth as the meteorologist for Channel 3 during those phases. Okay, are you asking me if yeah, I... I'm asking. Oh, okay. No. We're, 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 are, okay, are you asking me if I ever wanted to work at Channel 3? Is that what no, you're saying? No, no, oh, no, no, okay. no. I was just wondering if, you know, you were describing how Channel 3 had the uh-huh. rights to this network and that right. network, and, uh-huh. and they weren't CBS. Uh, uh-huh. I've just kind of assumed in my older life that uh, Channel 3 was CBS in my younger life. Well, that it was. Okay, so yeah. how did they get NBC? And so I was wondering if, okay. if uh, Wyndham was uh, doing meteorology during any of that, as yes. far as you know. Yes. Right. Thank yeah. you, Lawrence. Yeah, he, he was actually uh, he was hired by Midwest Television even before the station went on the air. Uh, he, he participated uh, in uh, actually forecasting the weather when they installed the tower at Channel 3. So uh, this had been going on. Uh, he'd been there for quite a while. But they, they actually picked up NBC because there was no NBC affiliate here, right. and NBC was a secondary network, and they they would show kinescopes and of of live programming and and such, and they did this all the way up through 1959. They actually shared networks with CBS, NBC, and Dumont, and mm-hmm. that that takes it back. Wow, that does. All right, final break, and back to wrap it up with Doug Quick in a moment. And we're back to wrap it up on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Doug, thanks for coming by. And Thank it's you so du- much for the opportunity. DougQuick.com. We could be here all day. We could be, but we're already <laughs> we're uh, over, and thank you for coming on. I appreciate sure, it. thank you. We'll see you on TV on WDWS Champaign-Urbana.